Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 34. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Gail Brechting, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Gail Brechting with the West Michigan Concert Wins. I'm here with Gail Brechting, the conductor with the West Michigan Concert Wins. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon. Oh, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Okay. Well, um, I grew up in Petoskey, Michigan, and I was a trombone player in their school band. I went to Central, got my degree in music and education, and uh, started teaching in the Lansing area, then moved over to the west side because it's so much like northern Michigan. It's so much more beautiful. And I've been teaching in the Reese Puffer School District as a band director for the past 22 years. Uh, a fellow so, Chippewa. I am. I am. ooh uh, chips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about your position with the uh, West Michigan Concert Winds. Okay. Well, I am the conductor of the Winds. Uh, this is, I'm beginning my 11th season. And I played about 11 years before that as principal trombonist with them. And then when uh, their conductor passed away, I hired, uh, applied for the position, and there were three of us, and I was accepted as the, um, the conductor, and have sort of taken it into a different perspective with theming concerts and things like that, trying to draw more audience and educate people a little bit more. And so my position primarily, even though I teach full-time in the Reese Puffer District, my position is to select literature, find the venues, find the soloists, the guest conductors, things like that, and really make the season happen. And then I have a board that takes over then after that. Tell us a little bit more about the history of the West Michigan Concert Winds and really what you're all about today. Okay. Um, it started out really as kind of a, a, a coupling of a couple bands back in probably the 60s. And um, Denny Emmons, uh, who was the band director at North Muskegon for a number of years, and his wife sort of took it over. Well, then um, they were decided they didn't want to do it anymore. And my first husband, Don Miller, uh, was coming over from the Lansing area, and the, he was asked because he had been the conductor of the Lansing Concert Band. And so then that became uh, what was Muskegon Symphonic Band. Then we changed it to the West Michigan Concert Winds, and that's how the history of it. We are 28 years old as an ensemble, and which isn't a, really old, but for the type of ensemble we are, that is pretty old. I mean, it's it's got some uh, history behind it. How would you describe your type of music? We're um, what is called a wind band. It would be, the way people understand it the best, it'd be like a high school band uh, that's the sit-down part of the symphonic part of their season. Uh, that's usually how people understand it. We don't have strings. We have woodwinds and brass and percussion. And uh, there's literature being written all the time for these kind of bands today. So that's what we are. We're a sit-down concert band. We do a lot of popular music. We do a lot of classical music. Describe to some of our listeners, okay, you're talking about percussion mm -hmm. and woodwinds. What are some of those some instruments? Some of those instruments, okay. The woodwinds would be, for instance, flute, clarinet, oboe, bassoon, saxophone, um, those types of instruments. And, of course, like the bass clarinet, that all kind of fits into those families. Uh, brass instruments would be trumpet, French horn, trombone, baritone, tuba. And then percussion are the drums and all the accessories that go along with the drums. We call them the toys. <laughs> yeah, the fun thing. 
How is the music selected? Is that something that you take care of as the conductor? Primarily, right. Um, I look at the season. I look kind of what other people, other groups in the area are doing and try to avoid those so that we don't have conflicting type things. Like one year the symphony was playing something and, and I was playing something about the same. And, and so we, you know, we don't talk to each other about it. We just try to be aware of it. And so, yeah, I make those selections. I look and see what's going on. Perhaps there might be a historical event happening, like maybe Mozart's birthday or something. We try to key into that. Or if it's just a feels like a fun thing to do that we think the audiences around here would enjoy, we pick up something. Or, or if I hear of a new piece that's just been um, recently composed and published, maybe I'll key into that and build a concert around something like that, too. Give us a rundown of what you're playing right now. Well, actually, our uh, Saturday is our final summer concert at Fruitport, and we're doing a lot of pop things in the summer. We're called the Summer Winds, and we do a lot of lighter music to try to just, in, the, you know, the people that come to outdoor concerts are oftentimes people that are veterans and older folks and kids and things. So we're doing some Dixieland, we're doing Susan Marches, we're doing American folk songs and English folk songs and things like that. So that's what we're doing at this point. Our next season coming up, I'll tell you about later. All right. And uh, where do your members come from? That's a good question. It truly is the greater West Michigan area. Um, I have people that drive from Grand Rapids. I have people that come from Ionia. I have people from Holland as far north as Shelby. And But the majority are from Muskegon and all the Tri-Cities, Grand Haven, um, Spring Lake, that area. So we have uh, anywhere between 70 and 80 members, and they all come in from all, all over, ages 18 to 77. It's people from all walks of life, I imagine, people that are probably retired, some still working. Most definitely. Um, I think we figured not too long ago, my husband's an engineer, so we figured the median age, uh, (laughs) my number man, and uh, I think our our average age was around, at that time, 46 to 49. Uh, Lots of times young couples will start with us, but then, of course, they start having families and they'll leave a lot of retired people, a lot of teachers because they have summers. Um, None of them are professional musicians. Uh, They all are volunteers, people who probably had high school music or perhaps some college music, Um, only a few band directors in the area that are playing. And so um, it's really a mixture of a lot of different professions. It's really fun for that reason. All right. And where do you perform? We perform um, in all kinds of various uh, during the season, it's all indoor venues. So we would perform, for instance, um, we've been doing a lot at the Rocket Center, Reese Puffer's Rocket Center. Uh, we perf- we try to get around to the various high schools and hit those high schools every two or three years. We were in Spring Lake recently. Um, we've done you know Mona Shores, Grand Haven. In fact, Mona Shores is our, our first concert this coming season. We, of course, go to the Frauenthal often. That's another place we play. Um, Muskegon High School, we've performed in their auditorium. So it's usually a high school auditorium or if there's a downtown auditorium like our Frauenthal, um, that's where we tend to perform if we can. We're a nonprofit organization, so the money that we can get from doing outdoor concerts, because they pay you to come in the summertime a lot, or fundraisers or grants, various ways we do it, that's how we find the money. Because it's expensive to perform in a theater. I don't know if people understand that. I mean, most theaters are anywhere between, oh, 1000 to 3000 to rent for one concert. So you really have to find ways to, to help with the cost of that. And you recently returned from a pretty big trip that I think is uh, quite interesting. Why don't you share with our listeners uh, where you went and what you did? Well, um, I'll start with the fact that 10 years ago in 1996, uh, this band decided to travel away from the United States. And we went to a festival called Bournemouth, uh, the Bournemouth Festival, which was in Bournemouth, England. Beautiful seaside town. Reminds us a lot of Grand Haven. And um, because of that, we decided that it had been 10 years, so we wanted to travel to there again. So we did a tour of southern Ireland, or what is called Ireland, 
And then we flew over to England and did the Bournemouth Live Music Festival again after 10 years. And actually, we had two or three people in our audience who were in the audience 10 years ago, which was very <laughs> exciting. They actually came up and talked with us. So we traveled all around, did um, um, six concerts in 10 days and played for all kinds of wonderful things. We played for the Cancer Society in Ireland when we were near Dublin. We played for what is called the um, Educational Mobile. For us, it would be the D.A.R.E. program in our schools. They were doing a funder, and we were asked to do that in Killarney, and we raised um, over 1,000 euro for them by doing that. And then, of course, at Bournemouth, it was just a lot of fun. We played in all kinds of venues. There churches and outdoor venues and small ensembles and things. So it's just a treat. We have such a nice core of people who've been together for so long, over 20 years, a lot of us. And we love to be together. We're family in a lot of ways. And we travel together and enjoy that. We also, in um, 1999, we went to Germany, Switzerland, and Austria as well. So this group has some history and travel. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of music and the arts in the Muskegon area. What do you feel the role is of music in particular, but, you know, the arts, mm-hmm. kind of the broader mm-hmm. subject in our community? Well, I will say when I moved here 23 years ago, I was astounded with, the, first of all, the amount of arts that are in this area and the quality of the arts in this area um, and the diversity of the arts in this area. I think for the size of our community, and, and I say community meaning all of the various uh, all the way down to Grand Haven and, and as north as North Muskegon and, and up to Whitehall and things, I was really, really surprised and pleased. I mean, there's theater and there's you know singing groups and there's instrumental groups and a very fine orchestra. Uh, that's just rare. And I think that is attributed to the schools. And I think because of that and the people who see how important that is to keep that happening in their community um, – it's very important, I think, to be a well-rounded person, to be a truly happy person, a person who can um, deal with the bad part of life. You have to have something in it that's going to help you bounce back, and usually that's some kind of art that you can delve into and put your your quiet time into that amount of your uh, life to help you be well-rounded. And so I guess I would say that it's very important. And, of course, I do this, so this is my passion, but I also teach it to children, and I do know that it's very important those children sometimes I have kids come into my classroom and the only time they have a real positive aspect of their life that day is because they come into a musical classroom, not just because it's mine, but it might be art, it might be whatever that's in the arts. So arts have to be here. They've been here since you know the beginning of time, so I think we are fools to think we don't need it. <laughs> well, there's just a plethora of uh, arts and entertainment and culture here in Muskegon that yes. I think a lot of people don't really appreciate and kind of right. Take for granted. I mean, it's not maybe the kind of thing because Muskegon is a very blue collar area, and it that's is. where our yeah. roots are. Right. But it's not to say you know go out and enjoy and enjoy a concert from a group like yours, right. or go down to the Frauenthal or the museum right. and check out yes. other things. These are all different things that yes. people can experience, and Almost I'm definitely. you know always encourage people to go out and give it a try. Almost oh, definitely. When I bring people in from out of town, like guest conductors, I always make it a point to get them to, the, to our museum and to, if, if possible, to another concert of another ensemble that's going on while we have them here. And they, they just can't believe it. I mean, especially after our mall's been gone and it's just decimated over in here, they're not sure what they're getting themselves into until they walk into some of these other places and hear some of the things. And I mean, the people are what make a community it's not the buildings or the mortar and i think that's very important for people to understand so all right what's next for the west michigan concert wins well we have a lot of things that we'd like to get involved with and one of the things i wanted i want to make sure i say um and i think the west michigan area needs to be very proud of this fact and um last year in december of 2005 uh, the west michigan concert wins were awarded the john philip souza 
Silver Scroll Award. Now, the Suddlers, Mr. and Mrs. Suddler from Chicago, uh, made a foundation and gave it to the Sousa Foundation to award all kinds of organizations, band, musical organizations, such as um, junior high bands, high school bands, community bands throughout the United States. And this is a, an international award, however, because there are some bands that have received it from other countries as well. And you have to apply. You have to be invited to apply, first of all, which we were. You have to put out a number of um, – you have to get a number of people to write recommendation, letter recommendations, and they have to be internationally known people, which because we've been getting out and doing more things with our affiliation with the Association of Concert Bands, which is a national association, um, I, we have had people hearing us. And so I was able to find people to write letters of recommendation, put together a huge packet. You have to submit CDs and everything. And we submitted it, and we were awarded this award. And um, this is a huge feather in our cap. Only 27 bands in the past 15 years have been awarded this internationally. And sometimes, you know, we sit back and think about, uh, well, we have this group, this group, this group, and these are all the people that are just right here. We forget really how good our ensembles are till we go away and have someone say, you need to apply for this award, Gail, you know. And I'm hearing people that I never met are telling me to do this. Uh, people like the conductor of the United States Navy Band in Washington, D.C. walked up to me and he said, have you ever heard of the Suttler Award? And I said, no. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling. And um, so anyway, we, were re- we received this award in December last year in Chicago. And now we, and they can't ever take it away from you, <laughs> which is a nice thing. And so it is a huge honor. And I think Muskegon or the West Michigan area should be very, very proud of this ensemble. These people have worked very hard to achieve this award. And it is a very, very fine award. So I just want to make sure people understand that I, you have to blow your own horn sometimes. And, and I guess that's what I'm doing. I think that's appropriate with the concert wins, blow your own horn. Most or? definitely. I am, I am uh, going to say we do have a season coming up in October. Um, we are going to be performing at uh, Mona Shores and we're going to be doing a fall full of fiddlers and it's all music. We're bringing in the fiddle group that Mona Shores High School has. It's so fun. And looking at getting a banjo group and a harmonica player, and we're going to have some Appalachian music. We've got a guest conductor. When we bring in guest conductors, they do one or two numbers. I don't give up my whole season, you know, to someone else. But uh, this gentleman is Dr. Craig Hamilton, and he is from Hot Springs, one of the universities in Hot Springs, and he does the Hot Springs Community Band. And so he's coming as a guest conductor and doing some things from Arkansas, which I felt, you know, fit right into that uh, whole bluegrass kind of thing. So uh, that's one of them. We're doing a Christmas concert. Uh, that one is in December, and that is going to be called Simple Gifts, and we're doing some, um, some beautiful works on that. And then we're going to do an exchange concert with the Lansing Concert Band in April. And so our season, we have a three-season concert season here in town. We also go out and do other concerts in Michigan as well. So that's what's coming up for us this next season. A lot on the agenda. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, you have one minute alone with a person who has never been to a West Michigan Concert Wins concert. Make your pitch to get them to your show. Okay, well, first of all, children are free. So if you have children and you'd like them to come to something and see what the arts are like in a very simple venue, our concerts are about an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes long. There's an intermission in it, so it's about a total time of two hours. So that's not terribly long to sit. Um, we break it up a lot. We always have guest artists, and we always uh, play usually at least a couple marches on there, and, and those are things that I think people need to understand. It's the best deal in town. Adults are uh, Senior citizens are $6, and adults are $8. And... Um, we're just going to be playing some real fun music. It's a good way also for children, if you have children who are starting in band or anything, to get them to hear their instrument played in a professional-sounding way. And that's one thing. Um, one of my strong efforts is to educate as well. So if my minute's up, I hope I've convinced you to come to our first concert. If not, I'll send you a free ticket. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair enough. Well, thank you very much, Gail. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. The Muskegon area is rich in the arts. Music, theater, art, and historical museums all have strong roots and continue to thrive in the community today. Gail made a great point about the importance Muskegon area schools place on music and giving students an education in the arts. Scott Speck with the West Shore Symphony Orchestra made the same point in an earlier podcast. Muskegon, and all of Michigan in fact, is one of the leaders in the nation in providing students with the opportunity to participate in music programs in schools. This is something that has economic impact too. As the economy continues to grow in Muskegon, music and the arts are things that many parents are looking for. Muskegon's history and philanthropy from the lumber barons of the early 20th century to organizations like the Community Foundation of Muskegon County today also played an important role in the prevalence of the arts in the community today. The West Michigan Concert Winds are yet another great opportunity for Muskegon area residents to get out and experience something different. The caliber of the music is exceptional. It's affordable and it's good family fun. So if you're a fan of John Philip Sousa or Aaron Copeland, or if you just want to get out with your family and children and try something different, or maybe you haven't done something with Grandma and Grandpa for a while, I would encourage you to get out and experience the West Michigan Concert Winds. For more information on the West Michigan Concert Winds, visit their website at wmcw.org. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. For the latest feedback on Inside Muskegon, visit our website at insidemuskegon.com. You can post your own comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231, and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 34 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com. Thank you.